0: Welcome to the True True Condos Podcast Podcast. with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. One of the most popular episodes so far of the True Condos Podcast has without a doubt been episode number 11. That was the episode where I interviewed Mark Purdy, uh, the tax expert, and we talked about HST rebates as it pertains to condominium investing. Um, Certainly that's the episode that the most number of people have commented to me about, have emailed me, called me, texted me, um, asked me how do I get in touch with Mark Purdy. Um, Conservatively, I would guess that maybe $100,000 or $200,000 at least of um, of HST money has been recouped, you could say, because of uh, people listening to that episode at least that I'm aware of, so that's that's pretty cool to know that um, the podcast is helping people and it's making a difference, and again, that's what this uh, podcast is all about. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and go back to episode number 11 before you listen to this. This is a continuing conversation in this episode with Mark Purdy about the HST, and we go a little bit deeper into some of the issues around HST. Before you listen to this one, it's going to make uh, you're going to get more value out of this if you go back and first listen to episode number eleven. So you can do that in your um, uh, iTunes if you go back listen to episode number eleven, or if you're listening online, just get the show notes at truecondos.com/rebate. You could also, in the search bar, just type in uh, HST or type in Mark Purdy, and um, the episode should pop up. Uh, For the show notes on today's episode, this episode you're listening to right now, just go over to truecondos.com and slash rental rebate, all one word, rental rebate. And uh, there you can find links and everything to everything we're talking about on this episode. You can also figure out how to get in touch with Mark Purdy himself if you're interested in talking more about the HST. Okay, so without further ado, here is my conversation with Mark Purdy, the tax expert. Welcome to the True True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show. Uh, Actually, I think this is our first time returning guest to the show, Mark Purdy. Mark Purdy is an HST tax consultant, and welcome back to the show, Mark.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Uh, As I've told you before, the first episode that we did together is one of the most popular episodes of the podcast so far. I got a lot of great feedback from that. I'm sure you've heard from a lot of people as well who listened to that. Um, Wanted to have you back on the show again just to get an update on what's happening sort of in the HST world and what what you're seeing and maybe follow up on a, a few points from our previous discussion. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll start with, um, there's, 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 you know, there's a lot of fear, confusion, misunderstanding about the HST, but who is having no trouble? Like for, like who who's getting their HST rebates? No problem. Like what's, uh, let's start there. The, the,
1: the people that are getting their HST rebates back, no problem. Are the people that are following the rules. If you're an investor and you're buying a property and you're going to lease it out, uh, then you just put a one-year lease in place, and you're going to get your money back typically in 45 days. No question that. The people that are having the problem are the people that are saying they're going to live there or not putting in the one-year lease. Those are the ones that are having difficulties. And huge amounts interest.
0: Right. And just let's maybe re- refresh everybody's memory. The rules again, so... Um, especially for the first-time buyers or people who are closing on properties in the next uh, couple months, or maybe right now, and they're trying to figure out this HST thing. Uh, remind everybody again what the process is to get that HST rebate back.
1: Okay, so we'll assume that it's an investor. Um, if you're an investor, you've you're going to file through the new residential rental program. A copy of your purchase and sale agreement, a copy of your statement of adjustments copy of a one-year residential lease. And as long as you have those three things, you can apply the day you get that lease or the day you close on the property. You're going to get your money back in 45 days. What we're seeing a lot of people doing is on closing, their instead saying that they're going to live there. They file with uh, a waiver with the builder so they don't have to pay on closing to save the cash flow issue. Um, and then they go out and lease the unit. Those people are getting caught 100% of the revenue. Cap has been very, very diligent with it. Um, they're doing 100% review on home rebate applications. And clients are coming out of the woodwork saying, I've just been denied, I've been denied, I've been denied. Uh, it's actually an interesting thing, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, that I just heard probably three or four times in the last, Andrew. Um, banks and lending institutions are starting to finance HST.
0: Ah, yeah, that's something I wanted to talk to you about, because I've heard, I've started to hear about this, too. Little little cottage industries are sprouting up for uh, HST loans. Uh, so tell us what you're seeing.
1: Well, what I'm seeing is I've seen it from a lot of the Schedule A banks, and a lot of the mortgage brokers are coming to the table and saying to their clients, in the initial stage, you know, you're buying this new construction property Have you thought about the HST implications. You know, on closing, you're going to have to pay X in HST, which you can get back.
0: Right. And a lot of people are shocked when they hear that news, as some people might be listening right now. Yeah.
1: Um, but what's nice is now they're getting a short-term financing for this, this portion of the HST. Right. So a lot of the, the smarter mortgage brokers and the Schedule A banks are starting to come to the table and saying, hey, look, we realize you're going to have to pay this. We'd rather you do the right thing, which is follow the rules, then pretend you're going to live there, and, and then get hit with a fine later. So they're they're coming up and saying we'll lend you on a short term basis the HST obligation, and then you can go back and get the money back and and pay us back. So that's kind of an interesting thing. It's just, I've started to hear a lot about it over the last say two three months, and and that's that's great because it takes away that whole cash flow issue that people have on closing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And because as you said, I mean the average time to get the return back, if you do everything properly and you you file correctly, uh, is about how long, takes about how long are you seeing to get the money back in your pocket?
1: Depends on the time of the year. Um, in the summer, it takes a little bit longer, but on average, it's somewhere between 45 and, and 60 days. So it's really, it's not that bad. It's very quick processing and they're going to pay you interest on
0: Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great solution. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's a good thing we're seeing that uh, uh, banks, mortgage brokers, stepping up and saying, hey, we'll just, you know, you don't have the cash, that's okay. We know you're going to get the money back with certainty. they yeah.
1: are saying, you know what, we know you're going to get the money back. All you have to do is follow the rules, right? So as long as you're going to lease this unit out, you're going to get the money back, so here's the money. We'll lend it mm-hmm. I don't know what they're charging for rates, but I don't think it's very expensive.
0: It can't be. I mean, it's such a short period of time, right? I mean, even if the rates are high, it's still, you're hardly paying anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even if you were paying 4 or 5% for this, over a span of 45 days, what is that? A couple hundred dollars? It's not yeah. really a big deal at all. So
0: it's, Yeah, good. Um, are people starting to figure this out, do you think? I mean, I know like a year ago, there was just mass confusion and you were getting calls probably daily with people just no clue what's going on and and there the industry was sort of just starting to wake up to the reality of HST even though it's been in place for a few years um would you say that that more and more people are figuring the HST thing out it's becoming less of a of a of an issue or or is it actually starting to still you know confuse most people
1: I said I would say more and more people are getting confused
0: okay <laughs> it's not getting better it's getting worse
1: some things the more they know the more confused they are okay and, and it's a very confusing program so I understand we probably get five times as many phone calls as we were a year ago and those Wow phone calls tend to be a little more educated people are asking better questions but they're still getting they've they've heard 15 different things from 17 different sources you know, whether it's their realtor, their banker, their lawyer, their accountant, everybody's telling them part truths, if you like, because nobody seems to understand all the information. Yes. One of the one of the big ones we're noticing, I'll just kind of segue into this, is in resale or substantially renovated properties. Okay. We've seen a lot of uh people come to us over the last, say, six months who've bought a substantially renovated property. Well, when they bought that They assumed it was a resale. And a potentially renovated property is where they take it back to the the studs. Yes. Effectively rebuild the entire house. Well, if, if I'm a renovator and I take it back to the studs and then I put it on the market the next day and I sell it, that typically is subject to HST. Okay. Which means the buyer is entitled to an HST rebate. Okay. People are just starting to wake up to that idea. Oh, I didn't realize.
0: So the buyers of those reno- massively renovated homes, of which there's hundreds of them in, in Toronto, um, they could, in some cases, be getting a lot of money back.
1: They could be getting twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 back. Um, in fact, we, we had one example just recently uh, where an individual had bought a property, uh, ripped down the house, subdivided the lot, built two new homes. Yep. Um, In his mind, and and, in the lawyer's mind, and in the real estate professional's mind, they felt it was a resale property. Now, of course, the issue there is there's two houses where there was one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're new. Yes.
1: So both properties were sold as resales, which meant HST was included in the transaction. Of course, both of the purchasers are entitled to an HST rebate. In this case, they both got uh, twenty seven thousand dollars back, and in the renovator slash flippers situation, they had to pay HST on the on the on the the sale at thirteen percent. Right. Wow, those units were like seven hundred thousand dollars. So you can imagine this this builder renovator. Sold these units for seven hundred thousand dollars, and owes thirteen percent on those.
0: Yeah. Now, really, they should have known, uh, like you said, if they're taking one property and subdividing it into two, I mean, that's automatically a new home. Yeah. Uh, I guess the more subtle cases might be, like you said, where it's a. You see this all the time in Toronto, where they they rip it all down except they leave one wall. And then they start rebuilding it and they call it a renovation as opposed to a new home.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that that really is truly a rebuild as well. Uh what I'm talking about as a renovation though, isn't leaving one wall. It leave the entire structure of the house. Okay. Get back to the studs, you put in new electrical, new new heating, new floors, new ceilings, new lights, uh new kitchen, maybe add a bathroom. Uh alter the, the layout of the 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 house. That's considered new construction as well.
0: Interesting. What is the uh, is there a specific dividing line that defines it as new construction, and you would get the HST applicable? Yeah, or is it a bit fuzzy?
1: And that, well, it's 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 not clear. And this applies whether you're the person renovating it, or it applies if you're renovating it for yourself. But there's something called the ninety percent rule, and and the ninety percent is the not clear part. Ninety percent could be that you know I have a ten room house and I. I tear apart nine rooms. I take down the the walls to the studs, I put new electrical, new plumbing, new uh new flooring, new heating into those nine out of ten rooms. That's considered a substantial renovation. Mm-hmm. If you're a renovator and you, you do all of this and you update the house and then you put it on the market, that's subject to HST. Right. So the sale is subject to HST. Right. For the purchaser, when you buy that property you're entitled to an HST rebate because Revenue Canada now deems that to be a substantially new home. The home that is there now is nothing like the home that was there before. Right. Right? That's a unique thing. It's, Interesting. It's people hadn't thought of before. And and like you said, in, in Toronto, that's happening all the time. In Oakville, in Burlington, in Hamilton, as you continue throughout Ontario, it's happening everywhere. Yes. Yep. People are rebuilding these homes. And for a long time, he kind of argued, well, yeah, they had to rip down the house. Well, that's not the rule. You know, and a lot of people will rip down the house, like you said, to one wall, leaving that one wall up. That's a building code issue. But right. down the house to one wall. You can't possibly tell me that's not a new house.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Um, let's let's shift gears back to the condos again. Um And I want to ask you a couple of specific questions following up on our previous podcast. Uh, Maybe we'll tackle the first one, intent. How do you, how do, uh, I think you know what I'm talking about with that. Um, Let me explain for the listeners. So let's say somebody purchased um, a condo uh, pre-construction. Their intent when they bought it was to live in it, move into it themselves. But something happens between when it's uh, sold and then a few years later when it's built and then it it no longer works for them. They have to make it into an investment property instead. Um, what happens in those situations where the intent comes into play, and, and have you maybe give us a specific example of something you've dealt with where intent had to be shown or proven or how the CRA looks at that?
1: In, intent is an odd one, and, and intent hits you in a couple of ways. First of all, the example that you gave, which is, you know, I bought a property and my intention originally was to live in it. And Things have changed, and now I've decided to rent it out. Well, in that case, what you should be doing is applying through the new residential rental program. Now intent is no longer an issue. Right. you rented it out. You've got a one-year lease. You apply through the new residential rental program. You're going to get all your HST back. The question with intent is more if you want to try and sell the unit. You know, I bought it with the intention of living there. I've changed my mind, or it no longer works, so I want to sell the unit. Now you've got some issues. What you need to be able to do is is prove that you have frustrated intent and frustrated intent could be um I bought it with the intention of living there time I was single now I'm married with five kids, and we can't live there. That might qualify as frustrated intent right I bought it and I was working in Toronto, but I've been since transferred to Detroit. That might qualify as frustrated intent. however, I bought it, and I've changed my mind. That's not frustrated intent. Right. So if you can prove frustrated intent, then you can sell the property and you're not going to have an HST issue.
0: Right. Is- but if you can't, you might as well go through the proper pr- procedures and rent it out. And
1: beer. Because if you yeah. can prove frustrated intent and you sell that property, for Revenue Canada's perspective, you become a builder and you have to charge 13% HST on the sale of that property. Right, so I buy it for two hundred. I put it on the market for two hundred and fifty, and I can't prove frustrated intent. I now owe about thirty thousand dollars in h s t right. That's not a good place to be
0: not a good place to be best to avoid it Definitely. uh just go ahead and rent it out, especially now in light of like you said the uh the short term loans that are becoming available. Just go ahead and rent it out and do the right thing
1: <laughs> rental market, so why not right um But what's happening is a lot of people get into this situation where they go, I've got to liquidate the property. I can't afford to close on it or what have you.
0: This mentality, yeah.
1: This this intent thing. And the problem is, how do you prove intent five years ago? Five years ago, I intended on living there. Prove it. Right? Since it's so difficult to prove, what they're looking for is proof that you can't close on it. And even things like, I can't afford to close on it. That doesn't qualify as frustrated intent. No. No. Now one of the one of the challenges as I said, you know, if you had to move or all of a sudden you've got five kids, that might qualify. The thing is Revenue Canada makes that decision. Yeah. <laughs> five kids now I can't live there. Right. You're really better off to call Revenue Canada and get a ruling in writing that says, Yes, we agree that you have frustrated intent. Yes, you're fine to sell this property.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good, good tip. Um, let's talk about another thing. Uh, purchase price is over four hundred and fifty thousand. So uh, anybody should go back and listen to the first episode, and we talk about the thresholds where up to three hundred and fifty thousand. Generally speaking, you should you know get all the HST back between three hundred and fifty and four hundred and fifty. Uh, correct me if I am wrong, but you start to scale back the federal portion of the uh, rebate. Which is approximately six thousand dollars. Starts to get smaller. What happens after four hundred? So let's say I buy a condo for five hundred thousand um, dollars, and I rented it out, and I had I paid the HST on closing. I'm renting it out now. I want to apply and get my money back. What what should I be paying, and what should I be getting back over four fifty?
1: Yeah, but that's a, that's a, probably the question I hear a lot. Um, probably the most often. One of the challenges is if if you buy a property and it's over four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you will always get twenty four thousand dollars back so if you buy a property for ten million dollars you're always going to get twenty four thousand dollars back
0: and the twenty four thousand represents the provincial portion of the h s t rebate okay
1: the cap that's the most you can get back and there's yes no maximum that you can spend. So you could buy a condo in in downtown Hamilton for $45 million and still get $24,000 back. It would probably be a really nice condo. Yeah. The challenge, though, is what will you pay on closing? Yes. And there's no succinct answer to that because the builders are are kind of breaking that up themselves. If, If I'm a builder and I'm selling you a condo and the average condo I sell is well over $2 million, I'm probably going to build in a clause that says HST is included up to the rebate amount. Okay. Supposing you're going to pay the additional over 450.
0: You're going to be out of pocket that amount.
1: You're going to be out of pocket that amount. Not all builders are doing that. Some are, some aren't. So there's no easy way to answer that.
0: Okay. So if the
1: examples where someone's bought a house for a million dollars and have paid 13 percent. For everything over four fifty, right?
0: Okay. Which is, which is a lot.
1: Which is quite a lot, and then they paid their twenty four thousand on closing as well, which they got back. Right. Right. You know, in their minds, they were thinking HST was included, but the clause clearly said HST up to this amount of value is included, and from that point on, you're paying thirteen. So it really depends on what what did the builder put into the clause.
0: Okay, so uh, I guess a buyer beware. Make sure you re- review those contracts carefully. Yep. Um, talk to your lawyer. Talk to somebody like yourself, Mark. Uh, get get the uh, information before you go ahead with those purchases. Yeah,
1: your lawyer should be able to tell you when he's looking at that purchase and sale agreement in that first, HST, yeah. you know, cooling off period. He should be able to tell you this is how much you're going to pay an HST.
0: Yeah, he should be able to, but you and I know that most lawyers still have no clue. <laughs>
1: problem is you're going to have to ask your lawyer because they may not be asking that question at this point or answering that question at this point at this point they're just looking at the clauses of your contract yeah right yeah if you say to them specifically can you tell me what would my hst obligation be they'll find out for you
0: yeah right good um do you think that there's an opinion question um do you think the hst thresholds need to be increased or looked at they've been the same obviously since 2010 the 350 and 450 do you in your opinion do you think they need to be looked at Do you think they need to be increased because the values have increased so much over the past you know five years uh and then the other half of the question is have you heard any rumblings or anything with the cra that that's on the table as a possibility
1: Okay, I'll answer the second part first. Uh, no, I haven't heard anybody talking about changing it. Um, do I think that the amounts are, are reasonable? They are for much of Ontario, but they're not for the GTA. Yeah. And that's the challenge. If you're buying a property in downtown Toronto, it's hard to find a property for less than four fifty. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yep. you know, you're in this situation where the most, you're going to get is that $24,000 back. Which is okay. If all you paid was 24000 in HST, what do you care? You're going to get it all back. Yep. Um, but in other parts of the province, buying a condo for $150,000 is still possible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't imagine that they'll change it as much as I think they probably should. I don't think they will.
0: Interesting. Great um, let's talk about international residents uh, that was something we talked about before we uh, started recording here let's um, w- what are you seeing with international residents or can international residents uh, international uh, non-resident buyers get the HST rebate uh, what's happening on that front
1: That's a great question. Um, probably one of the most misunderstood as far as I can tell very very few international residents apply for an HST rebate. If they do, they file as a a new home rebate, which is obviously not going to work because they can't be a primary resident if they're not living in Canada.
0: Yes, that's a dead giveaway. You're in Dubai.
1: (laughs) It's a dead giveaway. So what's happening for the most part with international buyers is they're buying the property, they're paying HST on closing, and no one's instructing them that they can get it all back. Because you can be from anywhere in the world... And as long as you did the right thing, you're going to get that HST back. So as long as they rented the unit out, they're going to get the HST back. But what I find interesting is most of that's happening here, right? So Meaning? If, if I'm a foreign investor, so I'm from the United States or I'm from India or England or wherever in the world I am, I'm probably not looking after the lease and the property management myself. Right. Right. So I'm either hiring a company or I'm hiring my realtor, or I'm hiring the the builder to lease this unit out for me and to manage the day-to-day of this building or this unit. Right? So all that's here, it's happening. But no one realizes that they can finally get it all back.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it goes to the fact, like you said, uh, I think previously uh, on our conversation, about just the fact that there's, I don't, know, I don't know if you have the numbers, it was like billions of dollars of unclaimed HST money just sit, the CRA is just sitting on.
1: I can't even figure out the numbers. What, <laughs> all over the map, right? Um, and you, you probably know better than I do, you know, what percentage of the buyers in Toronto are international buyers? Right, right. You know, is 20% of all properties being bought by international buyers? I've I've heard as high as 40%.
0: That's of right. units yeah well we're we, uh, impossible to know the exact figure. It's probably not as high as most people say, but it's a lot and uh like you said most most of those buyers are not going for this rebate, um which is interesting
1: if you imagine let's say that there's ten thousand buyers a year that are international buyers that aren't getting their h s t rebate that's that's a lot of money if we yeah. look
0: at 20- it's a lot of zeros.
1: $24,000 times 10000 That's that's, uh, I think that's uh, $240 million.
0: Yep, right there.
1: The money just sitting there that could be reinvested in more properties.
0: Yes, a lot yep. of
1: money that could be going back to the investors. But currently it's just sitting there because no one realizes that they can file to get it back. Yeah, yeah. It takes a little bit longer. But it's no more difficult to process. It just takes longer for the check to get to them.
0: Great. Um, good to know. Anything else to add, Mark, today on um about the HST or anything else that um you wanted to bring up to our listeners?
1: Um not a lot. What what I like I said, what I've seen is CRA is focusing a lot more on assignments with HST.
0: Assignments, okay.
1: HST and assignments. Yep. They're focusing 100% of their efforts on new home rebates. So everybody who files a new home rebate, they're going back and they're doing it almost building by building. It's kind of interesting. We know when they hit a building because all of a sudden we'll get calls from 10 people in the building saying, can you help? Right. But currently they're just charging interest, which I think is interesting. So if you file for the new home rebate when you weren't eligible, yeah, they'll charge you interest on that money until you get it resolved. Okay. Right, they have the right to charge you a penalty as well.
0: They're not breaking out the big stick yet.
1: They're not breaking out the big stick yet, but they do have the right to charge you a penalty as well. I'm surprised that they haven't started to, but I do anticipate over the next six to eight months that people are going to start getting fines. Not only are you going to pay interest at three or four percent, you're going to get a fine of a thousand dollars. Right. Right. So I do expect that that's going to start happening because. Okay. It's just, it's widespread.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, good Good to know. Uh, in, interesting to see how it plays out. As always, Mark, thank you very much for your time. And um, if people want to get a hold of you directly, what's the best way for people to do that?
1: Well, they can certainly get through get get a hold of me through you, Andrew. Yep. Or they can go to our website, um, www.rentalrebate.ca. Great. So they can always call me on the, the phone number, 905-544-5464.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Mark, and I uh, hope you have a great week, and hopefully we can have you, gone, have you again on the show soon.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, Andrew. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, there you have it. That was my interview. Second interview with Mark Purdy. I think actually that's the first time I've had a uh, guest on twice on the podcast, so congratulations to Mark for having that honor, of being the first repeat guest on the show. Uh, Once again, for all the show notes on today's episode, just head on over to truecondos.com slash rental rebate, all one word, and you'll find links to everything we're talking about here as well as more resources on the HST rebates. And I even have a video that I created that shows you exactly how to complete the forms if you're the type of person who wants to do the rental rebate process all by yourself and manage that by yourself, which is certainly doable. Um, if that's, uh, if that's something you're interested in doing. Okay. So I hope you found that useful. I know I've had so many comments and people reaching out to me, um, from the last interview with Mark and I'm sure that hundreds of thousands of dollars in HST has been recovered, um, through Mark, uh, just from that one episode alone. So that's great to know that people are benefiting um, from this podcast, and I hope that it will continue. Uh, Once again, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your support, and if you'd like to leave a review for the show, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, let me know if you'd like to see this show on the Stitcher radio network, the um, Android platform. Right now, it is only on iTunes. If you're an Android um, fan and you'd like to see this show on uh, Stitcher, if that's how you listen to your podcast, let me know. If there's enough people who are interested, then I'll certainly look into that. But right now, you can listen to the show online, of course, at truecondos.com, or you can listen in iTunes or on any iPhone, iPod, iPad device. Okay, that's enough for me. Hope you have a great week and thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to the True Condos podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.